podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. It is Wednesday, and today I've got Jim Johnson. Hello, everybody. And Louis Fergoni. How you doing, everybody? Good to have you both back. Thank you. Good to be back. Yeah, Lou's been off for a while. Uh-huh. An <laughs> well, early you, season early You were season off for a week, too, aren't you? Yeah, a little bit, a yeah, little yeah. bit. But but Lou's been gone for a couple, three weeks now, so. Yeah, a little uh, early season vacation. He's been traveling around the country chasing athletes. Not chasing them, Mike. Not chasing them. They came to me. <laughs> I went to them, but then they came to me. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. They came to collect your greenbacks. That, yeah, exactly. That's, that's exactly correct. And so a lot Lewis, of those. What you, would you think of the football the past couple of weeks? Our football of or course. football in no, general? our football. Our football. Uh, the game Thursday night was great. I got to watch with my brother up in Georgia. He's a big Viking fan, so they're struggling quite a bit. So it was fun to you know rib him a little bit. Mike, you know him very well. I wish Jim- I would have been there. Oh god, it was great on Sunday, but on Thursday, you know, he was rooting for the Dolphins. He's sitting next to me and um not he, giving he, him shit anyway. He was yeah, oh, I was. You know that. <laughs> I mean, I didn't let him slide in one, you know, for for a second there, but um he uh he was actually very impressed by the way they played. You know, you, you went into that game and um you're watching the pregame and every single person Uh, (laughs) chose Jacksonville and they had these, you know, very high scores, you know, 35, 31, 31, 28. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, I can see that. You know, I could definitely see it, but I can also see us on the winning side of that. And not one person picked us and we went out and we, uh, you know, we dominated the whole first half and the second half, it was much of the same, not so much on offense, but it was an enjoyable game to watch. And, um, you know, it's a step forward. Uh, the win's a win, you know, and that's the way I look at it. You know, you're playing other NFL teams and, you know, whether it's Jacksonville who has actually played extremely well, you know, up to that, you know, up to that Thursday night game or Buffalo the week before, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what, we played very well that week as well. You know, what, what I found interesting was, you know, after the New England game, you know, we were kind of like down and out, Mike, you know, we talked on that Monday show a couple of weeks back. And as you watch New England play these other teams, you know, I'm kind of like, you know what, maybe we're not all that bad because we actually played New England as tough as anybody has up to this point. And the same against Buffalo. Uh, you know, Buffalo jumped out big last week against the Rams. And, um, you know, they came back, the Rams, obviously. But, boy, we were nip and tuck with Buffalo the whole game. We had a lead in the fourth quarter. So y- you have to be happy with where the team is at right now. And, um, you know, that's 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 my view on it. It, it was a struggle to try and catch the games as you're traveling through <laughs> through Oklahoma and Alabama and whatnot. But, uh, you know, the great thing about having that direct TV app on your phone is that, you know, you can have your wife drive as you're watching football. So that that's a great thing about modern technology. <laughs> 
as long as your wife agrees. <laughs> exactly. You got to have, yeah, you got to have a good wife. You uh -huh. have to have a great wife. And she is, no question. So, so Jim, you missed a week. What were your thoughts? I kind of got the same feeling as Lou there when we were watching all the analysts basically give the Dolphins no chance uh, against the mustache, they said, in Minshew. And everybody had anointed him, uh, you know, the new hottest quarterback. And my thoughts was like, uh, you know, he's bound to have a, a bad game. And I was excited to see that happen against the Dolphins. And, you know, they scored 13 points and... We played well on both sides of the ball, and it was a good, complete 60 minutes. Watching the Dolphins score three touchdowns in a row to start a game was... Yeah, to make sure you're watching the right team. Is this yeah, the right I, yeah, who are these guys? I know. Yeah, I think I messaged you at the time, and I'm like, who are we watching or something? Uh -huh. You know, it was uh, that was really great to see. Yeah, I had uh, said in the game thread, who are these guys, and what happened to our Dolphins? Yeah, where'd they go? Where'd uh -huh. they go? That was that was really great to see, and and everybody kicked in a little bit, and uh, you know, Fitzmagic was was lowering his shoulder and scoring touchdowns and and making first downs with his with his legs as well as his arms. So it was it was a fun game to watch. And uh, you know, hey, let's see where it goes from there. Yeah. Now uh, you know we've got a little tougher challenge this week than Jacksonville. We've got uh, Seattle coming in, and uh, when you talk Seattle, you got to talk Russell Wilson. Now I don't know about you guys, but. Uh, you know, the hair on the back of my neck goes up a little bit when I start thinking about him because this guy scares the hell out of me. Uh, <laughs> he should, rightfully so. Yeah, I mean, he is phenomenal. He's just a phenomenal football player. You know, I was looking up some of the next-gen uh, stats, and I'm not going to get too intense in the stats here, but just a couple of them jumped out at me. And uh, one of them is, you know, aggressive or tight window throws. And uh, when you look at Wilson, 7.8% of his throws are tight window throws. You look at Fitzpatrick, and 28.9% of his throws are tight window throws. Hmm. Now, that's a big, big difference. That is oh, yeah. a big difference. And their completion percentages are, are fairly close. So Wilson's uh, completing 76% of his passes and Fitz 71. It just tells you that uh, Fitz is getting away with it. Now, how long will that, you know, how long will that be that he does? We'll see. Uh, another stat that jumped out at me besides the touchdown passes, I mean, Wilson's been amazing. He's thrown 14 in three games. That's incredible. And uh, time to throw. Uh, Fitzpatrick has been throwing the ball in 2.37 seconds and, and Wilson 3.1 seconds. And, of course, a lot of that is because he can extend plays. But uh, it just gives you an idea of how these two quarterbacks are so, so different. Yes. And uh, you left out the fact, Mike, that Wilson's only thrown one interception. Yes. To yes. go along with those 14 touchdown passes. Uh, yeah. and, and the fact that he can run the ball as well, and he eludes pass rushers like nobody else. I mean, Mahomes is very good at it, but I think Russell Wilson is probably – the best I in the game in, re yeah, in regard to, uh, you know, getting away from pressure. He's just a very difficult guy to sack. The interesting thing um, with Wilson is the fact that he has been sacked nine times this year through three games, which surprised me. So well, you when you look at his time to throw, with that number, you're going to get sacks. Yes, absolutely. But, yeah, Mike, I mean, you know, we have every reason to be nervous 
and scared about playing this quarterback because he is, uh, you know, he's probably top three right now. I would say, uh, you know, he's he's at the top of his game. Uh, he's having an MVP season, as you mentioned. I mean, seventy six point seven completion percentage. I mean, the, the guy's doing everything right, and uh, they're going to be a very difficult team for our defense. No question about it. Well, you know, he scored 38 points versus Atlanta. He scored 35 against the Patriots and 38 against Dallas. Ugh. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. yeah, five five touchdowns and no interceptions against Dallas to pull that win out. So, mm-hmm. you know, he, he's throwing to Metcalf and Lockett, and those guys are going to they're going to eat against us. There's, there's no no question about that. And We can't shut them down? Well, we can slow them down potentially, but you're not going to shut them two down. And the reason is because of Wilson. He's not going to make those same mistakes that Minchu was making uh, against the Dolphins. So basically we're going to have to try to keep the ball out of their hands all we can if we stand a chance in this one. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what their philosophy is going to be, but um, I don't. Any way you approach this football game, when their offense is on the field, it's going to it's going to be a struggle. Um, Unless our cornerbacks. Now, I don't know um, how is our other cornerback doing. Byron Jones uh, has not practiced this week, and today is Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, so that's a problem right there. if you get him back for Sunday, obviously it's 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 a big plus. But as Jim mentioned in regard to this kid Lockett, I mean he's in his second seat. I mean not uh, Lockett Metcalf. He's in his second season and he's at the top of his game already. Um, he's a big, strong kid. Uh, then you've got Lockett, who's a little jitterbug, and um, they complement each other very well. And they are one of the best tandems in football. So you've got one of the best quarterbacks in football. You got one of the best um, wide receiver tandems. Then you throw in Greg Golson at tight end, you know, a veteran guy who knows how to work the seam and knows how to get open, big, strong tight end. And then you throw in Chris Carson if he's healthy and you've got a world of trouble coming at you because Carson is just a beast. I'm the beast. He's one of the strongest runners in football. So, um, it's a lot. Now, if Carson doesn't play, it's a positive because I think the drop-off to Carlos Hyde is major. I think he's a solid back, but he's not Chris Carson. Chris Carson catches the football. He's got three receiving touchdowns. So, I mean, you're looking at this team, and you, you've got like, I mean, my goodness, it's like an octopus coming at you with all these different legs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, – you know, it, it it's it's. I think it's going to be a struggle um, for our defense. There's no question about it. Well, if you got Benogany playing outside on on Moore or on uh, Metcalf, that that is kind of scary. Right. I don't know how they're going to handle that, but they're going to have to figure out something. If Carson doesn't play, Mike, I think um, what you try to do is is. Um, you just send a minimal amount of a pass rush again, you know, at him, and maybe you have a spy, and you just drop six guys in the coverage, and you approach it that way. You just throw guys all over the field because um, if you do play a man to man, and if you allow Lockett and Metcalf 
to get down the field, you're, you're, you're going to have problems. Those two guys are very difficult to cover. I don't care who you are as a cornerback. Uh, Wilson's going to put the ball on target. So you may have to, you may have to play a bend, but don't break type of defense and hope that, you know, they make a mistake along the way. Yeah. We saw what happened with that man press coverage against Buffalo. Uh, they took our, they took our lunch money. So that's, that's probably not going to be too successful. The other type of zone, if you if you're trying to do a zone, I I feel that's the only chance that we'll have is to try to go for those pickoffs. You know, try to intercept the ball, create something. Uh, it, I don't think you're going to have luck if you're waiting to intercept passes because I, he just doesn't throw them. I understand completely, and it gets back to that uh, you know throwing into tight coverage things. But we know the man coverage isn't going to work. Most likely, anyway, because they'll they'll, you know, their their receivers are better than our cornerbacks right now. Even if Xavier yeah. Howard is a hundred percent, and you put him on Metcalf, uh, you know that leaves Igbenogany on uh, uh, Lock you know it. the locket, and that's, you know, he's going to do those short crossers again, and they're beat from the get go normally. So you're going to have to do some deception and and try to force a turnover somewhere. It's uh, I don't see us slowing that that offense down a whole lot because if we do like what you said, uh, Lou, about putting six guys back there and having a, a a moderate rush, then you know either Wilson's going to run the ball for the first down or Hyde or whoever's going to be running against you know four guys. So uh, you know it's it's going to be very difficult to slow this offense down. That's what you want to do. You know, Jim, you want to force them to run the football. Let them run the ball. You know, I mean, that's okay with me. I don't have a problem with them, you know, trying to get down the field and us having, uh, you know, six defensive backs on the field the whole game. I mean, let them work a little bit because you don't – I mean – you know, as Mike mentioned earlier in the show, I mean, they're putting up 30, over 30 plus points a game. So if you can slow their offense down and you force them into that situation to where they run the football, I think I'll take my chances going that route than I would, you know, any other way. And, um, you know, there's no question about it. I mean, Wilson's, Wilson can beat you one way or another. It doesn't make a difference. But, uh, you know, maybe if you put a spy on him, like I said, and if you throw a four-man rush at him, I would. That's the way I would approach the game initially, and hope that you know the four guys can get a little bit of pressure on him, and you know force them to maybe make a mistake. And if they want to run the ball out of those, um, you know, out of out of um, a defensive scheme that has six defensive backs on the field, then let them do it. You know, it'll it'll take some time off the clock and. And, uh, you know, we can maybe stay in the game. You know, we don't want to get into a shootout with this team. I mean, that's for certain. Uh, we didn't win against Buffalo going that route. And and you mentioned it, you know, it, that, that was a real good comment on your part in regard to the fact that uh, we got into that situation with Buffalo and we came up on the short end. So we, we kind of don't want to do that again. No, if, if I'm coaching the defense, I'm going to have a heart-to-heart with them and I'm going to explain to them, for us to win this game – they are going to have to create turnovers, and the odds of them creating interceptions are not high. Right. So they're going to be have to they're going to have to be attacking the football as these guys catch it, and they're going to be have to you know have to do some things that could be risky. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're going to have to do it because we have to score points, and the only way we're going to do that is to steal possessions from them. So the turnovers are going to be so, so key in this game. Yes, I yeah. agree. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you, listen, you, know, you win football games by creating turnovers. This is a team that doesn't really turn the football over. Um, so you do everything you possibly can to, you know, to slow them down and, uh, you know, hope for the best. Yep. You know, on that side of the football. Yeah, but you have to attack the football. Yes. Punch oh, it there's out. No, qu- no question about it. You got to be aggressive in the secondary. Yep. You're, you're going to have to roll the dice. Our safeties are going to have to play better. Um, I mean, my goodness, uh, they they just really haven't played well up to this point as far as I'm concerned. Um, well, I don't think either one of them have got their hands on a football yet, have they? No. I've seen a lot of their backs, you know, chasing guys, but um, – no, I haven't yeah. seen a lot of big plays out of either one of them or any of them. I should we shouldn't really just pick on the two. There's been three or four guys back there. Well, right. I've, and, I've seen Rowe and and Jones make a few decent tackling plays, but yes. nothing nothing in the passing game, nothing at all from the safeties. Oh, I'd like mm-hmm. to see their hands on a football. Exactly. So yep. Anyway, uh, you know, if, if we're going to win, we're going to have to do some of these things. We're going to we're going to have to uh, create turnovers. And obviously, you know, Fitzpatrick's not going to be able to throw three interceptions because if he does, we're not going to win. So he's going to be ha- either have to be a little more careful with the football or, or just hope luck is on his side, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the receivers are going to have to be aggressive when that ball's in the air and, and go and get it. Well, that should be relatively doable because uh, Dak Prescott just threw for 472 yards against uh, this beat-up secondary for for this team right now. So the Seahawks are pretty beat up in their secondary. Their They've defense got, is average. They're, they're not a great defense. Yeah, well, you know, Jamal Adams, their safety that they just got from the Jets, is he might be out. He's been dinged up. Quinton Dunbar, Lano Hill, Nico Thorpe, these guys are all questionable, and that's like all of their secondary. I think they've got one healthy cornerback. So we're going to have to take advantage of that to score points to stay in this game. And, uh, you know, that's my three things. We've got to possess the ball, you know, to keep it away from Wilson, and then we've got to win that turnover battle. And, you know, we're just going to have to attack that secondary. I mean, uh, the Dallas didn't try to run the ball much. As Elliott only had 35 yards, so that's only 2.4 or something yards per carry. So if Elliott's not having a lot of success running the ball, it's it's going to be hard for us. So it's going to be a lot on Fitzpatrick to uh, keep up on the scoreboard. Yeah, it's kind of a catch-22, isn't it? I mean, you kind of want to possess the football, but if you run the ball a lot, you're kind of going at their strength and not their weakness on the defensive side, Seattle's Seattle's defense. So I I think how you approach the game is, you know, you have a very, very – you know, conservative, conservative uh, air approach, air mm-hmm. approach, but you have to throw the ball down the field because that is their weakness. So it is a catch 22. We're going to have to put points on the board. There's no question about it. I mean, this isn't a team that, you know, you're going to hold to, to 10 points and win a football game. So they're going to have to be aggressive and uh, you know, any way they get it done, I'm okay with it. You know, I want to see a competitive game. I want to see them play this team, you know, competitively. And, um, you know, I think that um, as long as Fitzpatrick, as you mentioned, Mike, doesn't make mistakes, 
I think we can hang with these guys because their secondary is so banged up, as Jim mentioned. So I think this is a game that we can hang around in. I, you know, I don't think we have enough firepower per se to to keep up with them. But but I think this game is going to be a little bit closer than what everybody's expecting it to be. I think we'll be able to put some points on the board. The offenses look very good up to this point. I actually think the same thing. Um... I don't think we're going to get blown out, and I, I actually think there's a small chance we win the game. Really? I wow. do. Okay. Well, you know, we're at home, and I think that helps. And, uh, okay. you know, it's to use Kirk's uh, adage, they got to fly <laughs> across the country, and it's 10 o'clock in the morning for them. That's true. That so, is true. So, you know, all these things work together. Now, they've been successful doing that. I will say that. It hasn't hurt them as much as it hurt some of the Raider teams. Right. But... Uh, they still have to do it, and um, I do think you know our offense has been you know moving the ball and and scoring a certain amount of points. So you know I wouldn't rule it out. That's all I'm saying. I, I you know the odds are Seattle's going to win the game, but I wouldn't rule out Miami winning it. I don't think this is an unwinnable game, but they're going to have to play at their best. They're going to have to score points, and they're going to have to create turnovers. So what do you guys think about trying to get uh, Grant and Breda? around the corners on the outside on offense. We haven't seen a lot of that, but uh, this might be a, a good try, time to try well, it. We saw it last week with Grant. I know. We saw a couple times, yes. Yeah, I mean, not enough, you know, as not far enough. as I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, listen, they haven't had to do it. Um, let, let, let's go that route. The last couple of games, the offense has been successful. I think that it wasn't a necessity. Uh, the end around to um, Grant last week was great to see. Um, what I'd like to see is the running backs um, doing a little bit more. As you mentioned, Breida, now get, listen, Gaskins is doing a great job. There's he no is. question about he it. Is. He really yep. is. I mean, none of us saw that coming. And um, it's a credit. And, you know, we've got to give the coaching staff a lot of credit for this because they're recognizing who the best guy is, regardless of where they've been drafted. We've said this over and over again, and it's a shock to everybody around the NFL. I mean, all the guys that I talk to in our fantasy football league, they're like, (laughs) you know, where the hell did Gaskins come from? I mean, you know, Breida was drafted, you know, and um, Howard was drafted, and here comes Gaskins and he's getting most of the playing time. Um, So it's quite interesting, but, you know, over the course of the season, you know, at some point, you know, we need more out of our running back. And, you know, as, you know, as I said, Gaskins has played extremely well. I'm very happy with him, but uh, Breida brings a different dimension. You know, he's a guy that can take it to the house. You know, we haven't necessarily seen that out of Gaskins. He's very um, consistent, but he doesn't he's give not you explosive, right? he doesn't give you that element. You know, even out of the backfield catching the football, he's done a very good job, but he doesn't give you that element. Whereas if Breida catches the ball in the flat, I mean, this guy can literally make a move and go 60, 70 yards for touchdown. So, um, you know, and the running game in general, you know, has to get better, and I think that that'll come. You know, Jordan Howard's been somewhat of a disappointment, but, um, you know, I don't see a lot. When he's on the field, I think teams are keying on the running game. And, well, you um, know, we, we, were, we were bad talking Balazs for averaging 1.8 yards a carry, and right. uh, Howard's averaging 0.8 yards a carry. Right. 
So yeah. it's it's not not you know it's not something where you say you know we got to feed him the ball more you know I think they're they're better off doing other things. Yeah, I mean, Mike, those statistics are a little bit you know they're a little uh, skewed because they're yeah. down by the goal line. I he get gets it. a lot of carries and short yep. yardage and down by the goal line. I mean, my goodness, that I made that game. same argument a couple of weeks ago. But uh, yes. you know, it's just a matter of how explosive does he look to you? You know, and he doesn't. Right. He, to me, he doesn't look like he's running with a lot of authority. Yep. Yeah, I mean, teams are keying on him. Like I said, when he's on the field, I don't think teams are concerned about uh, the passing game. You know, they're they're saying, okay, we got Howard in the backfield. Right. More than likely, they're going to attempt to run the football. Let's just key up on him, and that's what they've been doing. Um, I think that when Gaskins or Breida is in the game, you can't really do that because those guys are capable of catching the ball out of the backfield. So – that has to be a concern to you. And um, and a lot of the times that's what's been happening. And I think that's why Gaskins has been on the field because he, you know, he does both things well. Well, you know, you know so. it wouldn't shock me if they come up with something different this week, either on offense or right. defense. You know, we, we saw them change up their defense from week one to week two. Mm-hmm. And I know that's something that they like to do. So we may see something out of the offense that that we don't necessarily expect to see. Uh, so we'll see. The reason I asked was because you look at our, our running game and probably 95% of the time we're trying to run through the offensive line, be it off guard, tackle, whatever. Uh, you know, so, you know, as a de- defensive coordinator, this is what you're trying, you're, you're planning for. So some, some outside stuff might catch Seattle snoozing a little bit and uh, could be successful. That's the reason I, I, you know, I would implement some type of change, be it with Brita or Grant or whoever. But uh, get some speed to the outside and see if that catches well, Seattle. You know, you off put guard. Howard in the game and you expect inside. I think if you put Grant in the game, you expect outside, don't you? To some degree, yeah, but you don't know what the play design is. You know, no, but my, it's my a lot. point is you're telegraphing yeah. what you're doing, and I think that's why they don't do it as often as some people might like to see it. Well, Grant's Grant's a slot receiver, so right. you know, I mean, I don't see it that way, Mike. I mean, honestly, if he's in the slot and they do those jet sweeps to to him, uh-huh. if he's lined up on the inside and and Howard is in the game, I I think it does bring a good element to the game, as Jim was mentioning. I mean, I think it's something that they they need to do more often, as he said, because. When they're lining up to run the football, they're not sending anybody in motion. They're not moving Grant. You know, they're not having him coming across in front of Fitzpatrick, you know, and and showing that to a defense to maybe get in the linebackers thinking. What they're doing is is they're lining up and they're just running the football. And it's not working up to this point. Now, Every other element of our of our offense has been working. So, you know, I don't, you know, if it's that, you know, that old saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it. I mean, the offenses look very good the last couple of weeks um, in regard to the passing game and throwing some of those jet sweeps in. So, you know, let's stick with that and maybe, you know, as Jim's talking about, maybe add a little bit more to it. And it doesn't necessarily only have to be Grant. I mean, you can line Breed up in the slot and have both guys on the field at the same time. They have to do things a little bit differently to get the running game going. I mean, that there's no question about well, it. Well, I, I agree. I said they may you may see something different, but I'm not necessarily talking about Breda and Grant like you guys are. Okay. You may see a different approach, probably more so on defense and offense, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. 
um, <laughs> because that, as you said, the, the offense has been working, so you may not be as inclined to change that up as right. much. Mm-hmm. Anything else you guys want to add about the game? You know, we got to try to possess that football like we talked about, and if we can be somewhat successful on the ground, that will burn more clock time. So I think we uh, we do need to try to burn some clock. So uh, it's going to be interesting, that's for sure. Well, you know, a lot of that will depend on who's winning. True. Right. You know, if, we, if we've got a lead, we'll be more apt, I think, to run the ball than uh... – then throw it downfield. But, uh, you know, if we're trying to come from behind, then you're probably going to see a lot more passing. Yeah, well, what I don't want to see if we do get a lead, as we did last week, is sitting on that lead because I think we got, you know, a little bit conservative in the second half. And they against did. this they Seattle did. team yeah. is not Jacksonville. Right. And, um, you know, you're not going to be able to do that against this team. You're going to have to stick the pedal to the metal and, and just – continually attack their defense. And Patrick um, said that very same thing, did I? Did he really? Okay, yes. good. All right. They are not going to sit on the football. They, they know they have to score points. Yeah, that, I, I like to be in that company. All right, guys, if there is nothing else, uh, Lewis, you and I will be back after the game on Monday. Okay, sounds good. Let's hope we're talking about a win. Absolutely. That'd be awesome. It would be, Jim. <laughs> I don't think a lot of people expect it, but I I do honestly think it's possible. Do you guys want to throw a prediction out there? Oh, yeah, we got to do predictions. Before we do that, Mike, let me just touch on something else. Um, Okay. You know, uh, Houston's 0-3. Yep. We got to be happy about that. Of course we are. Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, keep it going. Keep it going. I mean, how about if we wind up getting a higher – draft pick from Houston than we, we have ourselves. Well, let's wouldn't hope that that's a, the case. Wouldn't that be it now? I mean, yeah. they're a pretty good football team, but they've got – you look at their schedule, it's interesting. I mean, you guys take a look at it, you know, and uh, you know we could come back and talk about it a little bit more next week. But you look at their schedule, and there looks like there could be a good amount of losses on that schedule there. So we got to keep hoping for that because, boy, I'll tell you what, two early number one picks next year will be phenomenal. You know, yep. they add to this team, no question. But, okay, go ahead. Let's go with the uh, predictions here. All right. Well, I'm going to go first since I brought it up. <laughs> there you go. I was going to say, hey, you brought it up. I'm going to I know you what you're going to say. I can read your minds. I've, <laughs> I've known you guys long enough. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I, I think that Seattle's going to win, and I would probably say they're going to score a lot of points. I mean, they're scoring 38, 35, and 38 points. I don't see that changing. So I'm going to say uh, Seattle 35 and uh, Miami 31. Jeez, we're about exactly the same. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat as you here. Uh, I don't think we're going to be able to quite outscore them. And I had 35 for the for the sea chickens and uh, 28 for my dolphins. But uh, I don't know. It could go the other way if the heat slows them the Seattle down. Maybe it will come out on top. Okay, so I'm going to give you I'm going to give you two predictions here. One with Chris Carson on the field and one without Chris Carson on the field. If Chris Carson plays this week, uh 38-31. If he doesn't play, I say 31-28. It's a much tighter game. So um I think they're still going to score points, but not as many. I think he's he's good for uh an extra touchdown out of Seattle if he's on the field. Think so. Uh, I, I, I do, Mike, because uh, 
if he's if he's not on the field, you can really key more so on their passing game. When he's on the field, I mean, he's he's just a really really tough runner. And and Carlos Hyde's a pretty good running back, but if you watch Carson, and I don't know if you guys have watched him over the last couple of years, he is one of the strongest runner runners. I mean, he runs in through holes that aren't there and he carries you three, four yards and he picks up all their dirty yards. And sometimes, you know, in the passing game, he gets out there in the flat and he I kills was you that say, way. He's, he's a pretty good receiver too, isn't he? Yes, he absolutely yeah. is. He's got three receiving touchdowns already through three yeah. games. So, yeah. uh, you know, he brings a different element to the game for their offense. So uh, those are my predictions there, but I think we come up a little bit short. So we all pretty much agree. <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah. much. All right, guys. Uh, We'll be back next week. Fins up. Fins up. Fins up, Dolphins. All right, so that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. Podcast Network.